Good morning and welcome back to today's daily devotion. Today is Tuesday. It is July the 5th. I hope you had a wonderful July 4th in celebrating this great country, uh, the United States of America, <clears throat> one nation under God. It's supposed to be under God, isn't it? It's what uh, helped form this nation was the Lord. And uh, my prayer is that he will continue to form his people through the church and raise up an army that will serve him and trust him. And so that's that's the thought and the intent behind these devotions. I pray that um, that you will gain wisdom from these devotions. That's that's the point of them. So anyway, let's let's get into our devotion today. The title of today's devotion is Living on the Edge. It's from Psalms 88. Uh, a couple of days ago, it's, it's been a few days since I've posted a, a, a podcast, and I apologize. I just took some time away from it again, got busy, and uh, I'm returning to it today. And we, we looked through the first nine verses, actually the first eight, and then the first part of verse nine. <clears throat> last week and this week, we're going to look, or today, we're going to look at verses, the last part of verse nine through verse 12. Again, the title of the devotion is Living on the Edge. Psalms 88, 9b through 12. Each day I beg you for help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Are you are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkness speak of your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? As I mentioned last week, this is probably one of the darkest psalms. Um has a lot of questions in it, and uh, it it doesn't end with a lot of answers to those questions. Um, so it's it can be sad in one respect, but at the same time, it's exciting. And let me explain. First of all, the key wording in this in this section is very important. Um, it's talking about uh, life after death, after we pass from this life uh, to the next. And um, it's very interesting the way that the writer talks about these things and the wording that he uses. And so we're going to focus on that wording today. One of the key words here is uh, destruction in verse number 11. It's actually in the English Standard Version. Uh, it's rendered abandon, 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 however you want to say it. Um, not to be confused with abandon. There is no N before the D, so it's abandon or abandon. And this is literal. This is a literal place in the writer's mind. If you study the Hebrew wording, um, it's thought to be uh, of a place like Shoal, which is. Hebrew word for death or 
a place of destruction or the eternal, I guess I would say the eternal damned. Uh, but this word abaden <clears throat> is a little bit different. The thought of the psalmist here is it's not just a place of death or a place of damnation. It's a place of complete separation from God, abaden. Um, not just have you died and left the life that you knew so much about or thought you did anyway, but now you're in a place where you're completely separated from the Lord God. This, for the psalmist and for us, is the most horrific place anything the mind can comprehend. And you you may not, and a lot of people may not think so at this point in time in our lives, but this writer was a worshiper. He led people to worship. And in his opinion, in his thought process, anywhere that he cannot worship the Lord is a place of ultimate death in his mind and total separation. It's a total place of, as he describes it here, a place of the dead, a place of darkness. It's a place of the grave. It's a place of forgetfulness. Um, so many words describe this. And the writer is calling out for mercy because he doesn't want to go to a place like this. Um, and this mercy that he's calling out for, he's actually falling down on his face and lifting up his hands. He's in complete surrender and submission before the Lord. The Lord. And the, the psalmist is asking questions about death and the grave because the way that he understands it and the way that he sees it, once he leaves this life, he cannot come back, which is true. But he also doesn't really see a um, a life or a promise or a hope of eternal life after this life. Um, and so the psalmist is very determined in the way that he's going after the Lord. And so we have to be determined. And this is where I'm going with this today, where I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me, is the place of Abaden and a place of determinedness or being determined. Um, no other psalm that I've uh, that I've read besides this one is as I guess I would say is as dark and as sad or could be sad because of the darkness. I guess when I read about this um, the psalmist and I'm reading what he's saying, I'm identifying and I'm the more I mull over it, the more I I think about it and the more I ponder upon it and, and study it, the more I understand that the place that this writer is afraid of going is a place of abating where he is completely out of the presence of God. And he is so determined to go after God so that he doesn't go to this kind of place that he will do anything. So moving really when you think about it how this the writer is talking about and how we should be in our life in our daily life that we live in 
some of the Old Testament writers, and I would say most of the Old Testament writers, had a very dim view of the afterlife. Um, I believe they knew that it existed, but they were very, very limited on their understanding. Um, it wasn't until the revelation of of Jesus Christ or the the letter from John, the the revelation of of Jesus, that we're told, you know, what life is going to be like and how <clears throat> Jesus told us that He's preparing a place for us. It it wasn't until then that the that the the Old Testament or the New Testament writers could actually understand what life after death was like. And we live in such a blessed time. We know that there's life after death. We know that we can live a <clears throat> an eternal life through Jesus Christ. And there are still so many people living in darkness that covers their lives <clears throat> when they have the ability to have this life through Jesus and if they would just embrace the faith in Christ, it would transform their lives forever. It's That's what I mean when I say living on the edge. It's exciting and it's unnerving at the same time to understand this, that we live on the edge of life and death every day. Eternity is really just a breath away. And yet we think, we believe sometimes, or Maybe we just forget that eternity is only a breath away. And this psalm reminds us of how determined that we should be in following after Christ. And the words of his word, the eternal life is on every page of the Bible. And every day we have the ability to live this incredible life. As I said, this psalm is sad at first, but the more I study it, the more I walk with it, the more it seems to be exciting, reminding me that death is real. This life is real. We're really living in a, we're eternal beings living in a boxed life. Uh, we're, um, we're spiritual beings living in this world when we're made so for, so for so much more and we are so much more blessed than the old testament writers uh, in that we have the opportunity every day to invite the power of the holy spirit into our lives and to allow him to penetrate my life and i can live in him and allow him to work through me in order to transform other people's lives around me. And then to know that God has provided salvation through through Jesus Christ, that I can have forgiveness. The Old Testament writers only dreamed of this freedom, and we have the ability to experience it. We have a, a chance to live it. Today I want to encourage you, as you read through this psalm, think about it. Search this passage. Learn to live and read what the, what the writer is truly living. It's amazing. And God's word is truly exciting. If you will read it, learn it, love it, and then live it. It's life. It's life and refreshment to us. We are truly living on the edge. Heavenly Father, Thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. 
I pray that through your word, God, through this wisdom of this Psalm 88, God, you will transform each and every listener's life. Transform us to be more like you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, I'm praying for you. I believe in God to do great things for you. Tomorrow, Lord willing, we will finish up this psalm. I believe in God to do great things through your life. And uh, we'll look at the last few verses of this psalm as we close out the 88th chapter of Psalm. God bless you. Have a great day.